lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? It's 8 o'clock. It's Monday night. It is... What is today? September 19th, yeah. 2022. You are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And welcome to the show, Drive-In Speaker Box. If you're new to the show, we're going to be talking about movies. It's what we do. We're going to be talking about a lot of movies today, a lot of stuff. So uh, the, the news segment of the show is going to be cut a little short just because we have a lot of ground to cover uh this week, but uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're downloading this wherever you download your podcasts, uh, remember you can join in live on the chat. We do record this live every Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and you can check it out on your Facebook, your Twitch, or your YouTube live. Uh, just follow whatever one of those you want to, and get into this chat. Look, it's right here. We've just been we been talking it up uh, before we started the show. Uh, Shout-outs to James over on Facebook, Sam over on Facebook, Vince over on uh, Twitch, uh, and everybody on the Discord. We've been chatting all week, talk, sharing sharing news about Constantine, sharing just all kinds of fun stuff, so you can jump in on the Discord there and be a part of it. What's up, Jake? How you been, man? Okay, I guess. How, how have you been? I don't, well, you know, I don't think people realize, like, despite being, you know, tight homies, uh, you know, life gets in the way. We only really hang out at the show and then occasional movies that we see. It's just been That's a busy, true. busy year. So, I, uh, you know, this is this is our hanging sesh. That's true. We're both really busy dudes. We are busy dudes. I mean, cheers to cheers to being dudes. Being uh, dudes. Just being dudes. You're a dude. We're a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Hey. Yeah, shout out to a lot of people over on uh, YouTube tuning in. McLean over there, Tony over there, and Al from Hardy Entertainment uh, all tuning in on YouTube. Shout outs to the gang. Thanks for joining us so early on in the show. We love we love getting the convo started early. You guys are the kindling that makes the fire of the drive-in speaker box glow so bright. Uh, but yeah, um, I saw a lot of movies in theater this week because I kind of... We, as we talked about last week, mm-hmm. a lot of movies came out. Like the past couple of weekends have been pretty light, and then there was a whole lot of kind of I wouldn't call them indie films, but sort of you know medium budget, um, you know uh, expanded release films that uh, all just kind of got piled into this weekend. And I went and saw uh, See How They Run. I went and saw God's Country, and I also managed to catch um, Confess Fletch. So all of these things. I mean, I, I, I didn't get a chance to see Pearl. I wanted to see that i didn't get a chance to see um like oh there was just so many movies i didn't get a chance to see i didn't get to see woman king uh just didn't have enough time but uh and 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 you checked out uh, a new netflix series yeah uh like you said life gets in the way sometimes so i I made it a point to anytime i had available time watch uh some of the streaming stuff that has come out i finished the season of cobra kai and yeah so and can we just go ahead and take a moment to now that you finished it? Well, there's movie news related to Cobra okay. Kai. Well, so we, yeah, well, let's get into that then. Well, okay, all right. So yeah, that and I watched Cyberpunk 277 Edge Runners. Uh, okay, Cobra Kai. Let's do it. Also, hold on before we do. Sam mentioned Adam West's birthday. Uh, Rip Adam West. It is his birthday uh, today on the 19th. So Cobra Kai. It's what a amazing. season! What a it's season! So good. Everything about it is so good. And, and you don't even have to be a big fan of the original content. You know, that was my biggest fear when the first season came out. It's like it's just going to be a pander fest. But, I mean, they're in season five, and they're still – I mean, they got they got an Emmy last year. Uh, you know, they um, are just doing really good stuff. And, and well, they, somehow in a fifth season made it good. Well, they're still finding uh, new ways to bring in characters from the past and make it seem natural uh, like it's supposed Chosen. to be. Cho- ha- okay. Last week, how cool was Chosen? Chosen carries this season, no doubt. Chosen's my favorite outside of Johnny because Johnny is the best, right? Like, there, there's no topping 
Johnny because he is the Karate Kid. Uh, if you watch how uh, how I Met Your Mother portrays it, which turned into the meme, uh, which then turned, turned into, into the Cobra show. Kai. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but the thing about it is, hot on the heels of the release of this new season of Cobra Kai, Sony announced that they will uh, be releasing a new Karate Kid movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that new movie will be a continuation of the original series of the Karate Kid, which is exactly what Cobra Kai happens to be. So why do we need a movie? Exactly. Now, here's the thing. Every actor from all of those movies that you would recognize or uh, matter has already been brought into Cobra Kai, Mm -hmm. and there's no way that they're going to make the leap over to this movie that is not Cobra Kai related. The uh, the series co-creator and showrunner for Cobra Kai tweeted out, and you know, and he was like, "Hey, this is not any kind of anything to do with Cobra Kai. We don't know anything about it." Um, you know, so there's that. Sounds but like a cash grab. Now the whole thing with Cobra Kai, it started out as a YouTube Red um, thing when you remember that. Yeah, I do because I I had it. Uh, but it was um, YouTube Red. We talked about it on the show back when I had YouTube Red. I we offered did. it to you so you could watch Cobra Kai. Um, it started that way, and the whole thing was Machio did interviews, and he said we've been trying for years and years and years to do a Karate Kid sequel, continuation, something like that, but they never liked the ideas that were given to them or the scripts, and when someone finally came to them with the scripts and they're like, hey, William Zabka, Johnny Lawrence. Let's do the thing. Like, let's do Cobra Kai the way that it is. You know, uh, Daniel's going to be a butthole. But, as as we all prophesied. Yeah, and they were like, you know what? We like the story that you've laid out. We like where it's going. We'll do it. And that started Cobra Kai, and then it came in, and, and now it's on Netflix, and it's in its fifth season, and well, everything and, about it's amazing. And this past season, like, really taking Karate Kid 3, which a lot of people, you know, were like, ah, it's the weakest one, blah, 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 but then turning it into one of the strongest parts of the yeah, series. Man, and you're like, whoa! The, everything they did with Terry Silver, and they brought in the other dude that was in... Uh, the uh, bad boy of three. karate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they made it work. Everything with Terry Silver has been... Uh, amazing Chef's yeah it's been so good uh i like everything about cobra kai but the thing about sony saying that it's a continuation of the original series it's probably going to be next karate kid and that's going to uh, suck because gonna, yeah. the next karate kid sucks except for the part where miyagi's just like get those arrows out of my face yeah I mean, well, it was uh, Pat uh, Morita who made that awesome. Well, yeah, so Pat you know, Morita's cool he, dude, and he's 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 dead. And uh, I just don't think that I don't think that the, this is another example of executives getting greedy and going, "Well, we've got we've got Karate Kid fever again, so how do we capitalize on it?" And I mean, just like let the show be, let it be, and wrap it up, and then we can all like put it to rest and go, "Man." They did it right, but we'll see. I don't think they're gonna do the movie movie right, but you know we could we could be we could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I just have a bad feeling. The next Karate Kid was not good. No, and I don't I don't need it. Hillary Swank's like the one person they've left out of the whole thing because because we not, we all know. Yeah, she's not we relative. All know. To to Cobra Kai, so uh, Vince S is the Jaden Smith one not in the Miyagi verse, so no crossover. No. So no, it's just. Uh, and what's funny is like they're not even doing karate in the well, Karate Kid. Yeah, the whole um, thing of that Karate Kid was that he uh, he's like, yeah, I'll use karate and I'll beat these kids up, and he goes, hiya, and then the other kids like gung fu him in the face, and so he learns gung fu instead. And the 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 name of Karate Kid is a joke. Uh, it was a marketing with, buzzword within the movie, you know. But so, yeah, screw that movie. Well, anyway, Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, that's out. Uh, tell us about the Cyberpunk show. Um, I mean, you played the game. You're we a gamer. Getting into the review of that. I mean, yeah. let's just jump into it. Let's let's knock it out. I mean, we've got four okay. reviews right. to do. Then we'll get sure. into news. Then we'll do a little, little movie. Well, it's tease. kind of movie news. All right, Cyberpunk 2077, staying alive, man. Wait, uh, where's your where's your Keanu? Do we have the Keanu statue? Yeah, dude. Where, where is it? I don't know. What did you... It's it's around here somewhere. I'll find it. I don't know. I don't know. You, you tell them about somewhere it. Somewhere I have... 
somewhere I have a Johnny Silverhand, like a giant Johnny Silverhand. Uh, but the thing is, 2070, Cyberpunk 2077 released. Uh, it was not what everyone wanted. They've slowly been working at it the whole time since it's been released. And they just dropped a new update for it. A lot of that containing content from the anime uh, produced by Project CD Red. It might not be here anymore, dude. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to look. I don't know. I don't, I don't know nothing about no <laughs> Cyberpunk. So uh, they they just released the new update. They're they're making they're always making strides to improve this game, and they announced new DLC coming out. Uh, the only DLC. So you have that coming up soon. Uh, it will be for PC, Xbox Series, and PS5. Not for PS4 and Xbox One. Sorry if you're still on the old gen. <laughs> That's I don't know what's going on back here. Um, Looking for it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's here. But the uh, the the anime. Uh, you know, which is a story about people within this world set in the same time as the uh, game. And supposedly, if you've played the game, there's characters that you'll recognize. And now in the game, if you watch the anime, there's characters you'll recognize on some things. Um, it's about a, a group of mercenaries that come together primarily following a teenager, David, uh, David. Uh, whose mom is like a paramedic and she's uh, putting him through school so he can be a corpo, you know, he can become one of the um, corporate elite and actually make money because they're poor and they're struggling with rent all the time. But she will harvest and sell uh, modifications from the the cadavers she gets um, on the side to help put him through this very expensive private school. But he's very smart, but he's a troublemaker because the other kids pick on him because he's not from that end of town. Yada yada, all that, and eventually. He goes and he starts installing cyber mods and becomes like a, a hotshot badass. And he joins this team of people. So he's like the speed freak. They have a dude who's like uh, muscles with the gorilla arms and the cannon. Uh, they have um, net runners and all these people within their group. And, and they are the, the edge runners or whatever, you know. And that's his like one of the... Uh, brain dances that he's really into is called the edge runners so that's what he calls themselves kind of a thing uh it's it's a pretty good series uh i've i've watched all but one episode like the finale so far um you get like this kid and his journey and how he he didn't have a father his mother died in front of him he is bullied at school so he changes his life he steals he becomes modified and he gets entangled in this like world of crime but that's where he finds his like family and his calling and and the journey that he goes on from there so like anything good anime stuff there's some sort of emotional journey there's a character you attach to in high school not in high school. He's a, he's a high school dropout. Gotcha. So he goes. So he's high school age though, which which still tracks. Right, 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 right. And uh, you see him kind of grow up, but it's within this world of crime. But then parts of being just a kid that wants to do the right thing will shine through, and they all get entangled in it. And cyber psychosis occurs with some characters, and the the <sighs> the group disintegrates. They get betrayed. That you you have everything: heist, betrayal love action it's anime it's an indian movie <laughs> you know it's so good um i've actually uh enjoyed it so far so uh would you would you if if if, if say one of our listeners was uh never from played or was familiar with the world of cyberpunk uh whatever it is would this content be something they could just jump into? Yeah, or, I've okay. I've only played a small amount of Cyberpunk 2077. Because I saw it and I almost clicked it and I was like, I just don't know. I, I just know Keanu Reeves was in the video game and that's about, yeah. that's my well, extent he, of my knowledge. He's not in the, he's, Silverhand's not in the anime because that's like a story specific to the character in the game, V, who gets him implanted into his or her brain or whatever. John Mnemonic. Yeah, and like uh, the anime does a pretty good job of, of, not explaining things that you don't need explained and then telling you things that you like give an exposition when needed. Uh, I have had to ask my girlfriend a couple of questions before like, hey, what's the deal with this? Because she's obsessed with cyberpunk. Um, Is but, it okay for kids? Question from... No. Okay. No, lots of gore. Lots of gore. Hey, Night Owl, thanks for the sound. Uh, lots of um, mechanical fleshlights and... Um, yeah, it, lots of gore and, and porn and... and uh, gore porn? Not... They talk about it. 
Okay. But they don't show that, but they do show the two independently, and um, it, it's it's yeah, it's very adult. Um, but it's good. It's it's right not on. it's not bad. I've been watching it in the Japanese. I think English is an option. Uh, but really, it's it's very much like uh, Akira or City Hunter or um, Neo Tokyo or any kind of '80s cyber punk style blade runner-esque anime speaking of blade runner did you see the news this is a good news transition that amazon prime wanting to do a series based around blade runner which i think is a terrible idea because the uh lord of the rings ones is going so well and uh yeah uh did you did you read up any any of that like i saw it i saw that they announced it and the idea of uh, Amazon taking on another large IP like that that's beloved by so many people and, and what they'll choose to do with it. Uh, I think we talked about this in our Discord uh, where it was asked, you know, does Amazon really think that they can um, profit from this or have it be a success? And uh, one of our um, members there was like, what's it matter? They're Amazon. They're just throwing yeah. money at it. It doesn't matter if they lose money. But like, you know, like Roy said in Blade Runner... All of these reboots and sequels will be lost in time like tears in the rain. Yeah, here we are shit-talking Amazon on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, speaking of Amazon and speaking of shitting on them, but don't forget, it is September. Yeah. So those subs, you can always use your free Prime sub to sub to the Driving Speaker Box on Twitch. Uh, we're really into subs. Um out of context, that sounds very weird. But uh, but yes. Anyway, tears in the rain. Uh, that's a that, Google it. We'll it's see, a quote. We'll see. I want. Um, man, the last Blade Runner movie was so good and such a good continuation. It of was that series, and I I know that they did a Blade Runner anime, and they did a, a pretty competent um, computer game, like an did adventure, a, a computer adventure game. I never watched yeah. the uh, the anime. Um, so I don't know how that is. So but we will see. I don't know. We'll keep you posted on that. But uh, but other news. I mean, uh, we still got a little bit of time for news. Uh, what what's uh, what you got down there? Yeah, man. Uh, another sequel, Constantine. You, yeah, you mentioned we it. We were talking there at about the top it. of the show. Uh, it was announced just the other day that uh, Constantine Two will be a thing with Keanu. Um, so there you go. People are getting what they want. Uh, even though they didn't want it the first time around. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, there's going to be probably a loud minority in the silent majority, and a lot of people probably aren't going to watch it. It's going to flop, and it's going to be sad, but those of us that are going to be into it will probably be very thankful that we have it. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, Constantine, you know, I've been a fan of the character for, I mean, he's one of the coolest DC characters, in my opinion, Um make that face he's cool uh you know he's 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 you've heard me talk about him he's a, a rowdy british warlock that you know just chain smokes and drinks and you know just gets into trouble and is one of the most powerful magic users on earth uh and and kind of hates it but uh you know keanu reeves performance of that he kind of made it his own um and the movie wasn't bad you know it was like okay yeah it's definitely not the comic constantine but it's it's keanu reeves man and what's not to like um so yeah, I'm 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 excited as uh, a, a sequel happening. I, I hope they get Peter Stormare back. You know, get some of those. Some of, I, I would love to see Peter Stormare back as a yeah, as, as, the as the devil. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Tyler says he really liked the Keanu depiction on film. Thought they did uh, interesting stuff. And and yeah, it's it's one of those things as because Tyler just said in the YouTube comments earlier that he's loving Lord of the Rings. And he you know we've had this conversation before. And you know there are elements of it, it's it's tricky waters when you deviate from source material really hard. Like you can either go one way and not really feel like you care about the character at all like what was it uh we talked about this where it was the halo show where they're just like hey you know what everybody likes halo we're good screw it we're gonna do what we want to with it and uh maybe you well attract a new audience and my my whole deal with the 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 idea of attracting a new audience is 
why were we changing the source material to do it? Because like some of this material has attracted audiences for decades that are of different, you know, age groups and demographics. And it's like, okay, it's continues to attract audiences. It's just, how do we present this content to them? You know, you don't have to tailor make everybody's experience and go, well, let's take this content and try and you know, retrofit it. Imagine if people did that for stories throughout history. They're like, you know what? This whole Iliad nonsense was cool 10 years ago, but how do we attract a new audience? And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No one would even know about it anymore. You know, like, you you take stories like that and and you're like, well, how do we attract the new audience? No one would care. It'd it'd be erased into history and no one would care about it anymore. You gotta just... Let things be the way they are, and that's why. Or make something like new, inspired by it, and that's kind of. Lord of the Rings has been very popular since the '30s when The Hobbit came out. Mm-hmm. Why dick with it? Well, and it, it's funny because uh, I'm two of the movies I'm going to talk about tonight are uh, definitely taking from the source material, reinventing it in a new way for a new audience, and that's God's Country and See How They Run. Uh, God's Country is based off of a a, a short story. Um, and see how they run is based off of an Agatha Christie uh, play called Mousetrap. And, um, you know, these are not direct, like, uh, remakes. They are reinterpretations and adaptations of the source material. When you adapt the source material, I think you are welcome to kind of play with it, you know, and, 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 and take liberties. But if you're like, we're doing Lord of the Rings, except for there's no lords and there's no rings. And you're like, well, why are you calling it that? Um, and, yeah, and announce that you have a complete disregard for the uh, source material. And, and yeah, Fletch, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk. That's, that's Hardy Entertainment material. points out, yeah, it's a note for him, but love the three original movies. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I think, what the entire fan base probably feels like. Uh, Knight Allishley points out Jane Austen novels, one of those things, uh, trying to reach new audience. You know what was good? The the newest version of Emma. Uh, that mm-hmm. was pretty good because it seems like it probably didn't deviate too much from uh, how those kinds of books were. But things like that and Shakespeare and everything where they try and change it like Shakespeare in Love or whatever the DiCaprio um, Shakespeare was where it was like a weird 90s whatever the hell was going on in yeah. that movie. The 90s was going on in that movie. Yeah, I did not care for that. Uh, but I like the old 70s Romeo and Juliet movie. You, you, know? did, you didn't like the uh, no. the Boz Lerman? Uh, no. Okay, well. No, that's because, dude, Mercutio's my boy, and when you make Mercutio weird and, and just a, a total creep, I'm not into it. Wow. I used to fight in, in, in <laughs> English class over who got to like read. I'm like, I'm going to read Mercutio. And they're like, okay. No, man. Nerd. Actually, there were people that wanted to. I was in like, the, I get to blame. Her. Like, what school did you go to? Just a local school high school for nerds. Because <laughs> like, when I dude, it, he was the ultimate homie. I mean, he, he was such a cool dude, and he's like, no, I'm gonna fight for my boy, and I'm gonna be the ultimate sword dude, and you're just gonna have to step up. And and everyone's like, so did you guys read the play in your class, and you took parts, and yeah, and uh, yeah, and in your English class, mm-hmm. huh? It was fun, man. Yeah, we went to different schools, I guess. Uh, we never got to do anything cool like that. Yeah, we did it like two or three times, and that's how I knew. I was like, I'm going to be Barakusio because he's like, he's the cool dude. Well, uh, yeah, before we get into into movie reviews, talking about, I mean. Oh. Um, We're what? doing the last of the news. Last of the news, and we'll go into uh, the This past out. week, it was MASH's 50th anniversary. Uh, Alan Alda and da, Mike Farrell, da, uh, a.k.a. Da, BJ Honeycutt, da, uh, they got together um, da, 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 and did a thing. Da, 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 uh, Woody Allen decided that he's going to retract the fact that he said he was going to retire. He told the newspaper, he's like, uh, my next movie is going to be my last movie. It's his 50th film, and he's like, I'm going to be done with it. And then his, a representative for him was like, oh, he didn't say that. That's that's not true. Just stop. Woody. He's not going to retire. Please stop. Uh, he's filming all in Europe. Uh, his next film is going to be. He's not welcome here because yeah. yeah, no one here likes him. Um, he totally pulled a uh, Roman Polanski. Like he's just like I'm going to keep making movies. I'm just do it overseas because nobody in the United States will let me in here. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Fablemans won the Audience Award at the Toronto Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's picking up some steam. Uh, Gran Turismo movie talking about Lord of the Rings. Orlando Bloom has been brought on board for Sony's Gran Turismo movie. 
stop making things about video games. Also, whatever happened to Twisted Metal? Where's Twisted Metal? Where, where did that go? Right, where did that uh, go? And the trailer for I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston story is out there. Lacking a lot of... it. It's funny because in the trailer it goes... The Whitney you didn't know, and it's like literally this trailer is all the things of Whitney we knew. Um, you know, there was no, there was no Bobby Brown. There was no like all the juicy drama bits you'd want to see in a in a biopic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they were just like, nope, we're just gonna have Super Bowl performances. We're gonna have like the karaoke hooks. The gonna dance was mine, and uh, they just yeah. Which if you've been a fan of the show for a long time, shout out Vince, uh, you will probably have seen me sing that. <laughs> Song. Yeah. I think back on the uh, Periscope days, I uh, performed that entire song. Uh, and then, you know what? A, a little bit of, uh, of uh, I guess, local-ish kind of personal news. Uh, one of our fans and friends, uh, Vern Gunderson, uh, posted earlier that he got his first on-screen television oh, credit hey, good uh, on you, as a grip. Boom. Yeah, nice Nice job. Shout out to him. And uh, Tyler over here says, Brahmastra was fun. Yes, go watch more foreign films. He did point out that it's loud. You know, I talked to a uh, local business owner who happens to be uh, from the Indian subcontinent uh, about uh, Indian films and things like that earlier. And that was one of his criticisms of him. He's like, man, the music is so good. But sometimes those movies are so loud. And I was like, well, you're, and you're right. It also depends on where you see it because, you know, uh, in automated theaters now, since they the projection rooms, they don't have projectionists. They don't usually even have a tech on hand anymore. Uh, everything is just automated from a, 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 a mainframe. Where so it just, if it's a theater, like I watched them with four rows, it's just as loud as if it's a theater with like 25 Yeah, rows. and a lot of the times, you know, they don't have someone calibrating the movies to these theaters. It just runs an automated program. And, you know, I've come, I've, I've, you know, they, the, my theaters know me now and they're like, oh God, Bo's coming up to the counter. What's he going to complain about? And I'm like, well, your audio, your left channel sub seems to be not firing and I'm not getting anything out of the rear right. I think maybe that speaker's blown. And they're like, sir, we can hear the movie in the theater just fine. I'm like, no, you can't. You think you can. There's few and, things worse than like a staticky speaker at the theater. Yeah, or a channel that's not going. Like you're missing. Uh, oh, there's a gap in the sound. Night Alex just says, you're that guy. Yes, I'm the boom operator. I literally made a career for a while doing audio for films. Like, hey, man, you know, one, man, it makes One me time I invited heated up. everybody in our town, all of our friends, to the Princess Bride to my detriment because all of them ended up in the good theater and we ended up in the bad theater the the, and the masking was off and they wouldn't fix it. Cause they're they like, what's wrong? Fix it. it was pretty easy to fix it and they just wouldn't do it. And I had to walk out of the theater and punch, punch the hell out of that friggin' door. And apparently it echoed throughout the entire building. I'm trying to make sense of this comment from YouTube. Mode 7 Man said Parappa the Rapper. Um, I'm not sure where that's, that's coming from, game. but it's a kick, punch, it's all in the mind. Like now I'm going to be thinking about that song forever. Yeah, but so. Guitaru Man is uh, superior to Parappa the Rapper. Uh, Hardy says, uh, sound is preset at the theater commercial area, low volume, and when the trailers come on, the sound increases. But it's, yeah, it's, it's all automated. But, you know, some of these indie films that are not like wide distro, usually it's a Fathom event. I find Fathom event sounds generally are not mixed well for their theaters or, you know, uh, Bollywood films and things that aren't, aren't a part of that, like AMC, you know, package or, uh, you know, it's a one-off. It's not really, um... It's never calibrated very well. Um, you know, I, one time I went and saw Ghostbusters re-release, and I had them actually reset. And I was like, "Can you just reboot the stereo?" And uh, they did, and then it sounded uh, it sounded better. Um, but anyway, I'm that guy. Um, yes, we've got a lot of movies to to cover, but we got to tell you what's coming out in theaters this week because two movies are coming out in theaters this week. Two more movies hitting the theaters. Another horror movie hitting the theater, and um, I wouldn't say a controversial movie, but a movie that's been in the news quite a bit. First up, the horror movie we have from director Parker Finn. We have Smile. You've probably seen the trailer. That's gonna be pretty creepy. No, from me, dog. It's uh, it's a uh, it's about after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Doctor Rose Cotter ex- starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Which is just like a bunch of people with a creepy smile, and then there's like the lady, you know. There's it's these modern horrors it's all like 
one thing that looks creepy, and then there's always like a neck crack, or someone's like goes, and there's bone crunchings. Yeah, it does show in the trailer that one person like snaps their neck around or something like that. Yeah, uh, Tyler says probably a pass from me. I'm probably gonna pass on it as well. Doesn't really look like my jam, but um, I've still got a lot of other, you know, Pearl. I really want to see Pearl. That's probably gonna be on my radar this week. I'm telling you, if I watch Smile. The next time someone just like smiled at me, I would punch them in the mouth. You're already so kind of like that, though. If someone smiles, you're like, "I don't know you," and you just kind of like, "I don't know what that good person smiled at me." And like ruins your day. That's true. This is true. Don't never see. talk to him in the bathroom either. Yeah. Well, dude, why would you talk to anyone in the? Or bathroom? You're just like rolling. And you're like, "Oh, what's up, dude?" And you're just like, "Did you even talk to me?" Like and you 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 won't even say it until after the bathroom. You're just like, why did you talk to me in the bathroom? <laughs> That's because you don't talk to someone with their friggin' dick out, bro. Why not? I mean, it's <laughs> it's a it's personal. It's it's it's, it's friendship. It shows true friendship. Um, anyway, so smiles coming out in theaters this weekend. Also coming out in theaters this weekend from director Olivia Wilde. Uh, don't worry, darling. This movie uh, has been in and out of the news quite a bit. Uh, with, you know, reports of Shia LaBeouf, like, getting fired from the movie, him de- declining this, and Hardy says Jake is not the violent type. That's you true. don't know Jake. No, come on, bro. You know that I'm not. He's uh, not the violent type on the drive-in speaker box, but, like, I mean, he's a door guy, and he's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm I'm just get in a fight, dog. I've been in so many fights. I have so many concussions. Um, that's not true. That's not how it is. I got asked to do that kind of job because I don't get into scraps. But somehow you've miraculously been in more scraps than than three of my lifetimes. Yeah, half of those have been caused by you, and I was fighting That's for you. That's not even true. I've never witnessed you get in a scrap. I remember a certain bikes was in barbecue where you walked by <laughs> people, and you're like, that's stupid. You look dumb. You're an idiot. Look at this dumb but ass. But you didn't have to scrap anybody. Somebody was just like, who's that asshole? And you're just like, he, uh, he's just an idiot, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, Olivia Wilde's new movie starring Black Widow's little sister and Mr. Pop. Yes, and Olivia Wilde and Chris Pine. Um, So, you know, this movie, uh, a lot of people were talking about it. Uh, Early reviews (laughs) not coming up very well. Um, Let's see. (laughs) He just told the story where he beat up a theater. Yeah. Listen, man. You present Princess Bride correctly because it was my chance to watch it in the theater, and I was so mad. He was very mad. Uh, anyway, I'm the reason people were there. It's true. We did rally a posse. Um, they extended it to two theaters because of the people that I brought to the friggin' theater. And they put you in the bad one. They put me in the bad one. No one puts Jake in the bad one. Yeah, uh, but uh, don't worry, darling. Coming out in theaters, uh, you know, I want to check this out mainly because I want to see what all the hubbub's about. I want to, you know, I don't like going off um, review scores. I don't. That's one of the reasons we don't give scores on this show because you know my opinions different from Jake's opinion, and our opinions are different from your opinions, and that's what we we want to encourage discord. We want to encourage like. Uh, you know, thoughtful dis- discussion and 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 uh, analysis of these movies. Even you know, we, we cut up a lot, but it's 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 to encourage you guys to think about movies uh, more than a like. Well, it's got a forty eight on Metascore. Like, well, yes. What does that even mean? You know. So um, anyway, that movie's coming out this weekend as well. Uh, Mode MS Seven Man asked, "Did you make fun of someone with Cobra pipes on their Honda VTX?" No. I probably just made fun of everything. Yeah, he did. We the specific incident was after he told about ten people they were dumb to their faces because these are people one, like wearing like like rebel flags. And one like guy lawyers wearing rebel flags and no, big black. That wasn't it. You know, all. like I'm a biker for this weekend. One and, of <laughs> and I was also drunk. Yeah. Uh, so the specific incident that I'm thinking of is there was a guy who had a top hat on and you talked about how he had a top hat on stupid his hat was and he got very upset well, you kept walking i turned around so there's like a two foot so you engaged i protected <sighs> all a, i did was what's a, a guy in a top hat gonna do pull a dude, bouquet of flowers out of it and give like, it to me hey what the hell yeah and you were literally put up your dukes sir we're going to have fisticuffs in the street like like literally doing this and i turned around and he goes i don't want none of that 
Well, yeah, because he was he was getting probably ready to pull a bouquet or a dove or an ever-ending like chain of scarves out of his top hat, like that's a like top hat. <laughs> you know, you know biker. the uh, wouldn't get out of here. What's that? What's the dude? The pickup artist guy, Magic or whatever? Uh, what Chris Angel? No, no, no. Like oh. his name's like oh Magic. the guy that wears like he the, has the top. Yeah, hat. he wears like the Jamiroquai hats and, <laughs> and he throws nags yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This guy was kind of like that. He kind of looked like that. So of course, I'd I'd probably like throw a joke at that person. It was sober. like that, but leather instead of the the fuzz and the boa. Okay, mode yeah. seven says we need a top hat man emoji. I'll work on that next week. I'll make a top hat man emoji. Um, so when we're making fun of somebody, we'll just throw the top hat out there, and it'll be it'll be our little secret. So uh, and you gotta you gotta sub on Twitch to get access to our emojis. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, those are the movies that are coming out Foreign this weekend. Films and up and comers. Yeah, where's Vince with those with those uh, elite uh, emojis? Harry Styles, up and comer. There it is. There it is. Um, all right. Well, boom. Dang. Oh, Vince dropping all, all of, them. of those. Look at them. Um, all right. Well, uh, if you want to <laughs> know what we're talking about, so again, check us out on our Twitch, our YouTube, or our Facebook Live. You can tune in if you're, uh, again, listening to the audio only and getting very confused. But let's review some movies. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, uh, just a veritable truckload. And it's all you. you well, you, you got my side. You're familiar with Agatha Christie, are you not? You're familiar with Fletch, are you not? You can, oh, yeah. You can... Um, I, jump. Throw, I wanted to watch Confess Fletch, but the only way to watch it legally is to spend $20 or buy it for 25 And I don't even know if it's good. I can go buy both original Fletches for under $20. Well, and uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and start with the Fletches. Uh, the original Fletches are fun movies. Like, you know, Fletch, what a lot of people don't know about Fletch, and the, the, the crazy thing... Uh, is I didn't know that this Fletch uh, remake was even really happening. Um, it's it just kind of scooted under the radar for me. Uh, it's it, 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 it's kind of a, a, a strange series for someone to go like, you know what? Let's pick this back up again. And you know they've it, been trying to for so long. It well, it's weird because uh, you know the novels are mystery novels from I think the first one was in 1974. Uh, Gregory McDonald wrote these, and Fletch is if you're not familiar with the with the character, he is an investigative um, journalist who you know kind of solves crimes, and he's he's kind of. Um, very smart ass, one step ahead, but kind of a ding dong at the same time. Always impersonating people. Um, you know, he's kind of the antithesis to Jack Reacher, I guess. You know, Jack Reacher just rolls into town and like solves mystery by just being macho and Jack Reacher, and he's like, "I'm Jack Reacher." But Fletch is just like, "Well, I'm not gonna get in a fight, but I'm gonna say my name's something else, and I've got some jokes, and but I'm also here in town to solve these crimes." Uh, and there was two films that Chevy Chase led, Fletch, which was in 1985, and then. Fletch Lives, which came out in 1989, was the sequel, and these were both fairly successful comedies. Um, and then this one, 2022, just sort of came out of nowhere, uh, which why we need to re rehash Fletch, but starring John Hamm as the, the titular Fletch, uh, and and. Overall, you know, this movie lacked a handful of things for me. Um, we're going to uh, talk about that list first. Uh, David asked on Facebook if we had talked about Halloween ends yet. Not yet, because uh, it's not out yet, but we have talked about it coming. Um, you know, Vince says there's so much conversation on social media that there was no advertising. There was absolutely no advertising about this movie. But I, I honestly didn't know it was out until uh, Vince, Vince said, said something, something in our in Discord. Our Discord. Because he had it in the theater where he lives. Yeah, it was only in... Oh, I looked it up and I took a note. It was in um, 516 theaters nationwide this past weekend. So uh, uh, it didn't make a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, it, this caught me off guard. And the one big thing that this, this movie, I think... Um, is hurt by is the fact that the first Fletch movie was so impactful, and this mm. is something that he, uh, uh, Jake and I were talking about off camera. Is you know when you when you create a movie based on source material that not a lot of people are familiar with, and their first sort of you know 
falling in love with a character is because of a particular actor. You take Daniel Radcliffe's Harry Potter. You take, you know, um, uh, Harrison Ford's uh, Indiana Jones. You know, and these people, these actors, become those characters. And when we think of those characters, we think of those actors and those nuances that those actors bring to that role. And the first time that you saw that character, that's what gets into your head. Um, well, even more so for this, because the original author of the novels, when he sold his rights for the movies, uh, retained the right to be the one to choose who the actor that played Fletch was, and he's the one that said yes to Chevy Chase. He goes, that's who I want to be Fletch. That's Fletch. And he died in 2008, so it's not like he could pick the new one. And so anyway, so... <sighs> One of the one of the biggest complaints I have about the movie is there's no Harold Faltermeyer soundtrack. Like when I'm thinking Fletch, I'm thinking like solving mysteries. You know, I'm thinking Harold Faltermeyer, a synth background. I'm looking at clues. Da 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 da. -na. You know, it's just it's it's Fletch. I'm 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 there. I'm solving a crime, and I'm somewhere where I shouldn't be. And Harold Faltermeyer knows how to make it sound. There was none of that. The score was boring. Um, the other it's like th the new Top Gun. Yeah, the score just is a part of Fletch. The other thing that kind of drove me nuts is uh, John Hamm, while visually bringing his own thing to the character, which I think was a, probably a little more accurate to the books from what I have gathered, um, tried to do Chevy Chase-isms, which Chevy Chase very much brought some Chevy Chase into Fletch. You know, his his brand of sort of deadpan, absurdist physical comedy that he would bring um, to this character made Fletch really, you know, a, a lot more engaging and, and 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 lovable on screen. And when John Hamm's not only trying to play Fletch, but also trying to play Chevy Chase's Fletch, I think it kind of got a little murked up because you, it's hard enough to separate the two. Um, well, because who else can do like the the big tooth aero aerospace like whatever mechanic guy yeah and john ham did no costumes he just said he was on the phone a lot just doing different names oh, really? um so there was no like you know disguises or anything like that and the the opening scene there's you know he's trying to feed the fish and he accidentally opens all of it and then you know there's fish food everywhere and he's like oops you know and it, that's a very chevy chase moment but it never in a Chevy Chase scene, it would have one of the fish dying would have been more impactful and summarized a joke, and it would have been a physical bit and funny. John Hamm has just kind of made his character seem like an imbecile, um, and uh, John Hamm, I think, is Chevy Chase was able to ride this sort of like. He was considered a very handsome, somewhat heartthrob at the time, but very much a comedian. And John Hamm is like kind of retroactively trying to be a comedian because at first he was just like this handsome on-screen dude, got famous with Mad Men, and now he's trying to do this comedy stuff because he's a funny dude, but it's just not immediately what you think about when you when you see John Hamm. And then there's some supporting cast with, you know, John Slattery's character I think was the the best one, his colleague from a different uh his old newspaper. Uh but then you got Kyle McLaughlin who, you know, he's he's pretty fun, but he's kind of wasted in this. And uh Marcia Gay Harden who I think was a little too over the top cheesy for a movie that didn't fit that over the top cheesy uh, tone and the bumbling cops I thought were a little much but it was fun to see Robert Picardo uh, as a cameo at the very end Robert Picardo's um, in this movie he is just for like five minutes just at the very end uh, Vince says he counted one half chuckle wanted way more comedy in a comedy uh, but the Chevy is not in the book that was uh, this was more to the book yes and but that's where I think that this movie kind of messes up is because we like the Chevy yeah and I mean there, there's a thing about movies with once they're set, regardless of what their source is, when it's put to film and people like that version of the film, they don't care about well, if it's like the books, like Marvel comic movies, nothing like the comic books. But if they were to ever be like the comics, people are like, I don't like this. Uh, the Conan was, is yeah, the first Conan. thing that comes to mind because I really like the Jason Momoa Conan movie. I really like that movie because I've read Robert E. Howard books. I know what Conan's supposed to be like. 
I like the world of Conan, but most people go, it's not Arnold, it's I not don't Arnold. care about it. Or, because Arnold is Conan for the majority of all people. And I think, you know, um, uh, Robert England's portrayal of Freddy Krueger, which he is Freddy Krueger, and then in 2010 they tried to do it again with Jackie Earl Haley, and it's like, well, that's not Freddy Krueger, you know? Yeah, and it's not like a book where you can be like, well, he's more like the book. But there was also like 10 movies before that's so that's I mean, enough but, source material yeah that's i mean robert england is freddy krueger you know you can't replace mm-hmm. robert england uh like. vince said kevin smith was trying to direct this for a while with yeah. jason lee that fletch won well w- and w-o-n because it was going to be a prequel and kevin smith would have knocked this out of the park be- no well, he would have dug Harold Faltemeyer out of the, the grave to do this like he tried with Cop Out. Like, he's been, you know, Cop Out was probably his wanting to do this but not being able to um, and got a Harold Faltermeyer soundtrack, tried to get, you know, a buddy cop movie. I think that Kevin Smith would have done a good job with a Fletch. And I like Jason Lee, too. I think that would have been a good uh, a good one. But confess- Jason, Jason Lee would be a good Fletch. I think he would be a good yeah. Fletch. I mean, watch Mallrats. Jason Lee would be a great Fletch. Uh, but Confess Fletch, it's out on V. VOD and very limited release. It's it's a comedy. It's a it's a caper. Um, I I mean I wouldn't go th- see it at the theater. It was I didn't hate watching it on TV. Um, yeah, it's it's Fletch. I mean I like the character, uh, but I just it it just felt a little awkward. Uh, Tyler on YouTube said Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton as Fletch would, would have be. been pretty great. Yeah. I think he's getting a little old though uh, for this, but I love Patrick Warburton. Um, yeah, we used to be uh, instant message buddies back in the um, late '90s, early 2000s. Did you just message him about how much Tick was the coolest yes. all the time? Yeah, yeah. and uh, but because I I really liked him on Seinfeld as Putty, Putty, and yeah, uh, yeah dumbass boyfriend. Yeah, he he was he was pretty awesome. Mode Seven Man asked, not pants worthy. Um, I, I mean, no, I, you know, it's, I hate saying that because I do like the character Fletch and I do love the Fletch move, uh, other two Fletch movies, but Vince's review right now in one sentence is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it, but by the end I thought it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I 100% same. Yeah. Uh, so that one is in theaters right now. Uh, next up, let's go ahead and talk about... Well, go- oh, ooh, go Before we move away from characters and books and stuff, uh, Tyler said to him, Daniel Craig was more book description Bond, but everyone hated it because they say it's not Connery. I mean, that's another thing. There's Bond exists in the books in a certain way, but Sean Connery is Bond in cinema. Roger Moore is number two. Uh, you can argue about who follows that. You know, it's, it's kind of uh, whatever at that point. But Connery is Bond in the book, in the in the movies for sure. You know, and regardless of how he's portrayed in the books, Sean Connery will always and forever be James Bond because he was the first Bond, and he's the one that set the tone and the character, and he's the one that made the return after having been gone for a movie or two. Like, he is James Bond. So, yeah, I mean, things like that, you know. It, it, it's it's hard for someone like John Hamm to come in and take in the role of Fletch, who is was very much a Chevy Chase role. Yes. And, 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 and try and portray that character again. When you know who Fletch is supposed to be, having watched Fletch and Fletch Lives, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, moving on because we only got we I don't have a lot of time, so I'm gonna have to cram these two in. I'm 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 gonna speed through God's Country. Uh, God's Country, of course, the new film uh, from director Julian Higgins, uh, starring Thandui Newton and not a whole lot of other people. Tandy. I just I don't like these names. Remember like, we talked about this. I know last I'm week. calling her Thandui because it's T H A N D I W E. I don't like whatever. It's Thandui to me. Like, uh, I, I, I hate complicated names because I'm a teleprompter reader. I dry read really fast. I don't have time to translate umlauts and and Sydney's spelled with, like, Y-K-T-H silence. hate that shit. Uh, I know it makes me sound stupid, but I'm owning it. I'm leaning into it. Uh, but anyway, she's in this movie. I'm just going to call her the black lady from Westworld. Don't if, do that. You know, that's... Guy's gonna constantly correct my pronunciations. Um, my name is Bleh, not Bo. 
anyway, this movie is based on a, uh, now I can't even think of what I was going to say. Um, a short story. It's based off a short story, which I, I checked out. It's very short. Um, I wanted to see what the source material was. Uh, incredibly, incredibly short story uh, written by James Lee Burke, who I think is still alive. Very old guy. He wrote this in 2007. Um, and uh, it was called Winter, Winter Light. Now, this was adapted into a short film. And uh, this is like a very longer version of said short film that, uh, you know, got some uh, um, praise in Sundance. And uh, they pretty much copy and paste a lot of the dialogue from the short story, which there's not a lot of it, and really expand upon it. And the story goes, you know, in the, in the short story, it's this retired professor who lives up in the mountain. He's divorced. He's just kind of a reclusive hermit. And these two kind of hunter guys keep trespassing to get to some hunting land. Um, and he's like, hey, this is private property. Don't get on my land and there's the series of sort of escalating microaggressions and it never really resolves itself like the the short story just ends where he takes this doe from the back of their truck that they had killed uh, at this bar and then brings it back to bury it on his property because he's kind of anti-hunting and all this kind of stuff um, and uh, and then the guys just show up at his property and they're like well we're here now and then it kind of ends begging the question of what what would happen with with these this confrontation of these two things that are just kind of running full full steam ahead of each other but the movie it sort of goes bananas on how many social issues it wants to tackle so of course you've got the the lead character who is a, uh, a black woman who is single living in a cabin in the woods in Montana uh, but she's also a retired uh, police officer from New Orleans so they throw in the whole Katrina thing and her mom had just died so now she's grieving and she is a professor somehow at this university as well um, And but she's, she's not retired from the teaching job but then throws in sort of a a, a inclusivity scandal at the university on hiring practices, but then also adds another layer of the, one of the um, uh, sort of antagonists that you don't really realize till the end has this like sort of illicit situation with a TA, which was kind of in the book, but it kind of grows on it. And as Nye Alice said, that's a lot of hats. And it is because you're, you know, it kind of starts getting lost in what message it's trying to tell because really the story could be anybody and and I think that that was what made it interesting is it's really a story about people's boundaries and how far you can push somebody until they snap um, you know, movies like Blue Ruin, I thought were a little bit more of a cool, more impactful, slow burn revenge uh, than, say, this movie. But, um, you know, the performances in this, like Newton's performance was pretty incredible. Um, it's kind of a, a, a one woman show, to be honest. Um, just was was really intriguing and fun to watch. And uh it's kind of haunting and slow and then ends with a bang and you're just kind of left with unpacking all of this stuff um you know and you're wondering what what the message is and it, you know i i don't think this is a really strong theater movie uh it, it, it it's a good i'd say it's a good movie to watch when it gets cold because it takes place in the winter in montana and um it draws in a lot of these social issues without heavy-handing them, which despite being a lot of very poignant uh, social topics, it doesn't make them so so obvious. Like, yes, she's a black woman and these rednecks are on her property, but they're not like, hey there, black lady, won't you come over here? And You know, they're not, it's not like that. It's, it's more of these are people and they are disagreeing and it's more about the 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 privacy and um just like knowing where your boundaries lie and uh it's i don't know it's it, it it's it makes you think but by the end of it you're just like well okay um it's fine as as vince said um yeah so I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't as as blown away by it uh, in terms of narrative storytelling uh, because the short story just didn't have a lot to work with. I mean, it was a pretty well written short story, 
Um, but I just think that it, I don't know, was kind of reaching. So um, great performances, though. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff from Newton uh, in the future, and you can check it out. It was in theaters, uh, not necessarily nationwide. I think it was in 785 theaters this this past weekend. So it didn't get a lot of didn't get a lot of view. But I mean, it's an IFC movie, so what are you gonna do? Oh. Um, okay. Last but not least, uh, see how they run the movie I like the most. I get to talk about the least, uh, which <laughs> that's sometimes how the show goes. Um, yeah, see how they run. Uh, directed by Tom George, uh, it is of course starring another person's name who I hate saying, and Sam Rockwell. Uh, you know, we've uh, it's this is a whodunit. This is a 1950s era Agatha Christie whodunit. Uh, set in the West End of 1950s London around the the actual Agatha Christie play uh, Mousetrap. And there is a f- pretty fun cameo of Agatha Christie. I won't spoil it in case you want to go see it. Um, but it is it is a classic, you know, uh, clue, you know, uh, you know, you've got all this this colorful ensemble cast of characters. David Oyelowo was pretty hilarious in this movie and he's not really known for doing hilarious comedic roles but adrian brody is in there doing adrian brody stuff sam rockwell you know uh miss ronan uh, is that the and, name yeah oh, i hate her name Sersha. it's swa it's swarcy are, are you gaelic i'm not so uh i actually got in trouble getting my whiskey certification because they're like all these scottish dudes are like no it's pronounced click click and i was like well it's spelled goat why don't you just say goat? And they go, it's pronounced Greek. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, so, yeah, that's 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 what happens because I'm a dumbass white American. So, uh, yeah, sir, sir, see you, you sir, 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 sir. So, yeah, whatever, dude. Um, you, you didn't have to bring attention to it, but here we go. You did. Um, you did. You I said, said Miss Ronan. Yeah, because. You, you and you're played, like, what? You're like, gonna make another name I hate trying to say. Well, yeah, I just want to get in front of it. And. Uh, Sersha. S A O I R S E. Where's that O? It's, it's Irish. Well, I'm not Irish. Okay. So there we go. I don't know what that was. Channel points reward. Have me pronounce something. I hate that idea. Yeah, uh, I love that idea. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have Jake watch scary movies and then I pronounce things. How about uh, that idea? I don't want to do that. All right then. All right. Like what kind of scary movies? Like Gremlins? I'll watch. No, Gremlins. like Critters. Saw. I don't want to watch Saw. I don't want to see like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which one? The first one, not the second one. You don't get to see the ch- chainsaw sword fight. The original? Yeah. Text- okay, I'll watch that one. Okay. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. There's a good one. Anyway, back to the, back to this movie. Um, this movie uh, is, is telegraphed from start to finish, and it's a movie about a play, and it's like a play. It, it kind of reminds me of Noises Off, if you guys are familiar with that, which is a play about a production of a play, and then there was a movie about a play and a production of a play and it's it's very meta there's a lot of dry humor a lot of quick humor this movie is a comedy but not in the sense i think you know this is a this is a comedy your grandparents are gonna love like there was some um older older folks in the theater with me that just were were just knee slapping and uh not necessarily a, a guffaw from me there was a lot of moments that i was i was really enjoying it and, and chortling but um not necessarily knee slapping um <laughs> What I gotta measure? I gotta measure my laughter. Yeah, I get on the on the laughter scale. There's something about actors playing actors that's always weird. Well, and 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 they they lean into it nicely in this this movie without having the the like dum 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 like the big band era, uh, which the Hollywood you know that old Hollywood era really lends itself to. This movie um, was really more about just the characters and and uh, and how it all ends up into a very you know it's very Agatha Christie. It is just straight from the pages, and it's kind of a guilty pleasure, you know, just like um, uh, what was 
was the the the, the Nile and the Orient Express uh, that both came out and were and were fun. I mean, there is murder on the Orient Express, death on the Nile. Yeah, there is something very very satisfying about one of the it's like a comfort film you know it's 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 innocent even though it's about murder most foul um and it reminded me of clue in a lot of ways uh but uh and it wrapped itself up in a way that that again don't want to spoil the ending because uh when you see it coming it becomes a a a part of the comedy and uh is is really enjoyable so uh i was happy i got to see this in the theater because it's not really a movie that you see in the theater a lot and uh you can it you can bring anybody into this movie it's 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 um Despite having murder, it's fun for the whole family. So uh, it's PG thirteen. So bring the kids. Watch just watch a guy get hit in the face with a typewriter and die, uh, which is Adrian Brody. He's the he's the guy that dies. So um, Tyler says Glass Onion trailer looks great. Again, another another who like what's with all these whodunits? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking here about for it. theaters. You don't have to watch in the theater. Glass Onion was revealed to be a what Netflix or Hulu? Yep, one of the two, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, McLean says a Hail Caesar kind of film. Yes, yes, yeah. M- maybe not quite as self-aware as Hail Caesar, but yes, in that in that uh, um, vein. Vince says bringing back the misery typewriter death. Yeah, uh, just with no no two by fours between the ankles. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. See how they run in theaters uh, right now. It is, I want to say, in somewhat wide release. It is in just well. It's a medium-wide release. It's only in 2,400 theaters out of almost 5,000, so um, about half. But it is probably playing at a theater near you if you live in any metro area. So, okay, well, those are the three films that we tried to talk about. I can't believe we got through them all. We only have a couple of minutes left in the show uh, before Big Yawns over here. we got to get Jake uh, woke him up. Got to get this top ten box office round. There's something up. about these lights, man. It's a very Garfield in the sunlight type thing. Uh, like, yeah, we've got one, two, three, four, five. There's like so many studio lights in here. Uh, our electric bill just for today is rowdy. But we're going to give you the uh, box office roundup for September 16th through 18th, 2022. Uh, we always give you domestic numbers for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time. And that is because that is what movies are greenlit from. So we're going to give you the top 10 movies in America as uh, they were this past weekend. Take it away, Jake. All right, number 10, a movie I've never heard of, Moon Age Daydream. That's the that's the David Bowie. Uh, oh, yeah. really? I forgot. It has the weird subtitle thing. And it wasn't available in any of our local theaters because it turns out it's only in 170 theaters in the country. I tried to find it. It wasn't out. Uh, I just thought of it as the David Bowie movie. But yeah, Moon Age Daydream. There we go. Now that we know. Brought in $1.23 million in its opening week. But its theater average was high. It's theater yeah, theater average, average 7,000. Wow. More Which than beat, any other yeah. movie in the top 10. Uh, any other movie, period. Uh, yeah, 72, 36, uh, screen average so uh, I, I do want to see it I, I like David Bowie I grew up on that kind of thing looking forward to it if we can get it number 9 staying at number 9 Minions Rise of Gru in it's 12th week brought in another uh, 1.4 million dollars bringing this grand domestic total 364 Still million printing money like an evil villain would and then number 8 dropping from the number 5 spot in only it's 4th week out the invitation brought in 1.6 Seven million, bringing its domestic total to twenty-one and a half million dollars. Mm. It was dropping fast. I mean, it's a horror movie, so maybe it made its budget. I don't it's hard to say because it's budget. Sony, and Sony goes big. Well, I think it did okay overseas. Uh, no, it did not. Only eight million overseas. So yeah, mm, not not looking yeah. so good. I thought it was. I think if that movie had opened in October, it would have done a lot better, mainly because it's spooky, but it's a spooky film, and it's a vampire film. Like, a vampire film coming out in September is just kind of a bad idea. Uh, Before we uh, go too far, not Alice said, do you guys ever do a special edition podcast or an extended one interest in some extended or extra stuff, like Q&A, circling back to questions? Uh, We really need to. It's it's been asked of us uh, multiple times. We need to do that. It's really about scheduling. Uh, You know, Monday nights, we've, we've both scheduled Monday nights for the past how many ever years. Um, he works on Tuesdays and, uh, yeah, um, I mean, we could do some, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk once, about it. once the Halloween season's over, so he's not as busy, we'll, we'll try and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Vince do make that super cut. That'd probably be really funny. Uh, I hate putting myself out there and being on film, but 
make it. Let's do it. Uh, number seven, uh, DC League of Super Pets in its eighth week of release brought in $2.1 million. It's domestic total, 87.8. Still hanging in there. Better than uh, what you would have thought, but there's not a lot of movies coming out to kick it out of the way. Uh, number six, hanging in there in its 17th week, Top Gun, Maverick, another $2.24 million, dollars, bringing in $709 million domestic killing it doing great it's the most exciting movie in the theaters right now uh number five dropping from the third spot bullet train in its seventh week brought in two and a half million bringing its domestic total to 96 and a half million dollars not bad not bad doing great better than what you'd expect for it to be everyone i know that has seen it has been like yeah it was really good uh and everyone agrees all the characters are fleshed out you get full characters that's the fun part of the movie um Opening at number four, movie you just reviewed, See How They Run, brought in $3 million, only in 2,400 theaters, uh, which is the third lowest in the top ten under Moon Age Daydream and Minions. Minions that's been out forever, Moon Age Daydream, which is just getting its start, uh, niche thing, so not bad for them. Not bad. Could be better, but we're going to have more movies coming and competing next week. It's going to be a very, very competitive week next weekend. Yeah, and another thing that I haven't seen a lot of advertising about, despite the insane star power in the movie. Uh, Opening, also, number three, first week, $3.124 million for Pearl, the X prequel a lot of good reviews coming out about this as well so um yeah stephen king apparently a big fan of ty west and other other things like that so uh i meant to see that this weekend i really wanted to go i tried to squeeze it in this afternoon just got so busy uh but i i definitely i'm gonna try and talk about pearl next week there you go uh and then number two continuing the horror uh train here in its second week brought in six and a half million dollars barbarian which we talked about last week yeah you reviewed it last week i got the uh, special behind <laughs> the behind the scenes review uh of of, of everything spoiler that goes down full. yeah the, the spoiler review uh it actually sounds like a lot of fun um 21.1 million dollar take for its two-week run not bad not bad at all. Not bad for a horror movie. Uh, I mean, that's the same amount of money that The Invitation's brought in. And so, the director's already said, like, people are going, are we going to get a sequel? We'd love to see a sequel. And he's like, no, I'll make another horror movie that you'll love, but I don't want to do a sequel to this. Perfect. Good. That's good. Um, and then uh, coming in, number one, opening in the top spot, The Woman King, uh, the movie that had the most trailers and commercials made for it, uh, brought in I wonder- 19 19- million dollars yeah it's a big one i wonder if people thought that it was maybe black panther coming out because the the marketing on this if you go and look at the trailers like they cut the trailer to woman king very close to part of one of the trailers i mean i, I watch i sit in the theater and i watch gobs of trailers and uh there was a cut of the woman king trailer that was f- like starting to f- uh flow parallel to um the, the wakanda forever uh, trailers and I kid you not like the first 30 seconds you would think they're the same the same trailer and you're like oh wait no okay uh, here's Viola Davis got it and uh, maybe kind of like you know how Redbox they'll do the you know when the Transformers movies come out they got Transmorphers 4 and yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, but yeah you know I've been reading some good reviews about Woman King mm. I want to well, see this one too it? yeah brought in all the dollars so there it is. Right. There it is. There's your top ten, and that is our show. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Not actually, yes, we do want to get some more uh, content for you guys. Um, we'll 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 make a college try. But in the meantime, you can always jump in the Discord, and that we can chit chat and share fun things on the go. Uh, and their link is in somewhere. It's in the chat. It's in our profiles on all of these social medias. Uh, but if you want to take us on the go and listen to this podcast wherever you want to go. You can get it wherever you download podcasts. Apple, iTunes, Google Music, Spotify. I don't know if we're approved on Pandora yet. Been working on that one. Uh, but we're, we're we out there. We out there. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, any any parting words there, Jake? Uh, just Vince pointed out Fathom Events. Scream 2 is going to be in the theaters October 9th and 10th. So if you like that kind of thing, you want to watch scary movies in the theater, that's there. Join the Discord and uh, party on, dudes. All right. 
See you guys. We'll catch you next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.